Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cafe Confessions. I am one half of your host, Shalika. And I am Bree. The other half okay. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, yeah. So episode two, you know, yeah, we sound really giggly because we're just trying to get it together. We're, we're doing the trying most. Trying to get it together. Right? <laughs> Hasn't even been five seconds in and we're already messing up. But anyways, welcome back, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Bree, how have you been? What's going on with you? As you know, this week has been a whirlwind, uh, to yes. say the least. I am trying to smile through the bullshit. Um, <laughs> yes. I am just going through some lessons um, right now. But the thing that is really just kind of weighing on me the most is my baby cat, Sage. He is not doing well. We've been in and out of the vet hospital for the last week. Um, He's -hmm. still kind of in the woods. He has a bladder blockage, which happens to most young male cats. And it kind of stops him from being able to able to use the restroom and he is going to probably need an additional surgery. So I am putting out a lot of requests for love and light our way. I also have a GoFundMe that we started and I'll link that in the show notes. If you want to just share it, that would be amazing. If you want to donate, that would be amazing. Whatever you can do to just help save his life would be amazing. Yeah. And, um, one, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. You know, when you called me the other day, oh, that was a lot. It was not good. It was not. It, it was not good. It was not good. And you know, say not to say that you have favorites, but Sage is your cat. You know, like that is your lifeline. That has what. That's what's been getting you through a lot of the bullshit. And totally, when you called me breaking down, I. One, I just wanted to help you. Two, I felt very, very useless because I'm like, what can you say? What do you do to help a person, you know, that's going through that? And I felt useless because I've had so many people around me, you know, deal with this, like either their pet that's been in their life for such a long time was passing or their pet got into something and needed some sort of like surgery and, you know, people's pets become their family. And I've, I've actually never experienced that. So when you haven't experienced that, it's like, what do you do in that moment? What do you, what do you do? To, what do you say? How do you help these people? So I just want to let you know that, you know, I am here for you. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. We're just going to keep that love and light. Things are going to work out. I'm, I'm putting that energy out and please, you know, if there's anything that I can do outside of like what I've been doing, please let me know so I can be there for you. No, you've done phenomenal. And I just want to validate. I completely understand where you're coming from. Because before Sage, it was the same for me. I was like, and I had trillion. Mm-hmm. And I was still like, I don't get it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. But Sage is literally my spirit animal. He found me. And I told you guys the story. He came to me in a dream. And I was like, I got to find that cat. I already had his name picked out. And, you know, I found him for free on Craigslist. And he was pretty much already named Sage. He was Sagittarius. And they called him Sag. I just added the E. And I don't donate it. I also adopted his sister, Luna, because, you know, it was just like, I don't want to break them apart. So I have two cats and Sage is my baby. I have no favorites, quote unquote. uh, (laughs) I try. I try my hardest. (laughs) But we just speak each other's language. And he is just um, 
one of the best parts about my life right now. So if we could just save him, that would be a mental health saver for me. But I understand that life is a cycle and a process and I try not to get too attached to, you know, um, that is hard. It's hard. It's so it doesn't take away, even though I work with death all the time, it doesn't take away the pain and the hurt of the possibility of your people not being here with you. So yeah, we're gonna leave it there because I don't want to get emotional. Okay. I have been going through it, y'all. Yes. But (laughs) we're gonna keep you on high. (laughs) We're gonna keep you on high spirits. So please, please. I need this right now. (laughs) Well, this past weekend, um, I was celebrating Jalil. Uh when his birthday was around, I, I got him this gift and that was to see Usher. But unfortunately, Usher went on break during his birthday, so I was like, All right. Yeah, he has a residency in Vegas and he was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do it during May because he had all these other concerts going. And I'm like, no, either way, it, it, it worked out perfectly because um, we went this past weekend. And when I tell you, Usher puts on a very, very, very good show. Mm. Them old ladies up in there horny. were horny reliving their 90s days of being usher fanatics trying to be a groupie were on stage twerking and no shade to them okay there was this is no shade but it wasn't just black women it was a lot of white women up in there Ooh. throwing at ace oh yeah so, <laughs> so yeah but he puts on a really good show i can see why he extended his residency like three times and plans to extend it again the money that he's bringing in it's i coming. know it's coming like Went in there and it, honestly packed, packed. Like, and I felt like we had perfect seats because there was like an aisle, like where our seat was, so we could stand up, we can kind of like move mm. around or whatever. It wasn't like we're sitting here and a seat is directly in front of us. So, like, we didn't feel boxed in um, at all. But um, either way, we did that. Um, we did an escape room. Just the only plan we actually had was Usher. And we were there okay. until Sunday afternoon. So we were like, we'll figure it out. And we're not the figuring out people. We are very much plan, 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 plan. Mm. Well, at least I am. So I was like, we'll just figure it out. And the only thing I wanted to do on Saturday was get a Fat Tuesday. And we did that. And then as we're looking for a Fat Tuesday, we ran into this place that does escape rooms. And he loves escape rooms. So mm. we went and did that. And um, we killed it. And I this was like the first escape room that I've been in that was actually solved and it was solved by us too not just him oh, I love that I love I was that. in there like boom here here look over here right. this, da, 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 da. Look at my like, skills sir look at my skills and I'm not gonna lie like I was like I could do this now I feel more comfortable you know you go in escape rooms it's like a lot of brain power and I'm like I'm overlooking stuff and I'm just like mm-hmm. this ain't for me Mm-hmm. But I, um, yeah, I felt really good about that. And um, I also, also got to see some family. My little niece, she had her basketball game, her first basketball game. So she was nervous about having family there. But um, mm-hmm. it, it was fun. It was fun. And then um, the last thing, we went to this buffet. <sighs> People hype up this buffet and I'm very mad because I should have looked for us uh, doing the reviews on gotcha. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Because um, let's just say... Everything needed seasoning. Like the oh, presentation mm-hmm. was amazing, looked great, but it looked it needed seasoning. Like just just a little bit of dash of salt and pepper, and it was lacking very much. So, very much lacking all of that. Um, 
And then I I was really there for the crab and the crab smelled really fishy. Oh. It was like like I get it. It's a it's a sea <clears throat> creature, but it shouldn't In smell the like desert, that. Right. Like yeah. how how was it getting here? By plane, by train, by car? Exactly. Right. <laughs> and this 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 felt like two nights ago crab that was right. reboiled. And I was Ooh. like, I, I'm um I'm turned off. Pass. This. I'm a pass yeah. on that. Cause all I in my mind I was like, I don't care if I just have a plate full of crab. I'm gonna be cracking them open and that's what I'm gonna eat this entire time. Couldn't even no. do it. Couldn't even do it. Couldn't even do it. So I was like, it's just not worth it. So if you are in Vegas, stay away from the Wicked Spoon. And I should also mention that we were the first people up in there. Like, so it wasn't like it was sitting there all day. No, fresh place. We had the fresh 9 a.m. fresh Mm. and it was not fresh. So just stay away from that place. I'm just going to get out there. Yeah, you get no promotion for me, but just the same. And that's it. That's (laughs) it. I know that was um, a very long uh, intro to my weekend, but that's what's been going on. Um, but what are you drinking, ma'am? What's what's in your cup today? <laughs> Just really quickly. I do love that you guys had a little vacation, vacation alone. I we think did. that it's necessary to go on trips with your partner yeah. by yourself sometimes. I think yeah. that it is, for me, a key to a ha- happy, healthy relationship and a great friendship to travel yeah alone um okay so okay wait one more thing because i would (laughs) because i i agree with you on that one and um i felt myself being like a little like not irritated but kind of like oh man like he doesn't want to do anything he's like tired and he doesn't want to go out or he and i'm just like you gotta take yourself out of that like this trip like though it is us celebrating each other like it wasn't really about me like so if this man is like yeah i did what i needed to do i want to take a break or I want to sleep and then we'll pick it back up the next day, like be a little bit more understanding. So I was facing that a lot. And honestly, like it didn't stop there. Like when we came back, we ended up going to get Italian food and it was just nice. It was just a nice weekend um, all through, like just me and him spending time with each other. So love that. Re- love recalibrating him. and dating. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just a over weekend date. It right. really felt like a long extended yeah. date. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like hmm. we we do dates here and there, but it really felt like just a long date, and I love that. So yeah, yeah, I think um one of the things that I've learned is like dates. Yeah, they're about the romance, but they're also mm-hmm. like check-ins and like yeah. intentional, like what's going on, relearning each other. Um, when they say you grow together, like growing old together, I think a lot of that growing is in the communication space yeah of like what's new what's new what's new like I kind of always interview my partner like so what do you think about this or whatever the mm-hmm. case is because things change so we sometimes just need to recalibrate recenter get to know each other again um even if it's a small detail you know yeah. so maybe you learned on this vacation that oh maybe he really just needed a reset and we probably need to plan vacations for that purpose next time yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we definitely spoke about that too. Just mm-hmm. like it's not always about like I need to get here, 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 and here. And he even said he's like, you know, I'm not getting this sleep at home. And I after this, I'm about to call them and be like, hey, what's what's the mattress like? What's the what what what's the name of it? Because I need right. to get it. 
I need that in my house. So right. I came back home to my mattress and I'm like, oh, oh like, hey, this is like, not working. This is not what I was experiencing this whole weekend. So I know it's the mattress and it has mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I completely agree with you 100%. But what's in your cup? What's what's over there? What you drinking? All right. So this season, I'm trying to step it up. I know. I yes. feel like all last season I was drinking coffee, 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 coffee. I'm going to try to drink more tea on the podcast because I think it's important. This is where I love to live in herbs and medicine. So I want to shine a little bit more in that. So I created a tea called Intuitive Leads. This tea is specifically for my clients who I read cards for. Mm -hmm. Um, It's supposed to help you get into your body, tap into your intuition. I have put this... (sighs) together with all my like intention and magic um so we have blue lotus in there which is just (sighs) if you know blue lotus if you know you know blue lotus i smoke blue lotus i drink blue lotus (laughs) before i go to bed it is just a magical plant it really just puts you like in a whole other realm a little bit euphoric could be hallucinogenic in the right doses would Mm -hmm. not recommend um but it's just a dream state plant. I love it. Um, hibiscus for flavor and for the embodiment of being embodied within you. So dropping into the body. Mugwort is just magical in general. It is all about, when it comes to the magical properties, enhancing psychic abilities. Uh, motherwort, I put that in there because it is to stimulate courage. So when we're doing mm. readings, it is some people think you just get a reading and it's like, oh, it's beautiful it is but it be coming with a dose of medicine i have never not had a reading where i'm like okay we got to work on some things so we're going to step into that with courage and braveness and all of the ancestral guides that we need to get the message through to you and then mint just to 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 add a little flavor just a little Mm. something so yeah that's what i'm drinking this morning (laughs) i love that i love Mm -hmm. that um so this past week, you took me to a class with you, mm-hmm. stepping into your world of learning more about herbs, right? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so, and from that class, you know, next to the class, they have like a little tea shop. And yes. I bought this pack of, I think it's pronounced Damiana. Yes. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> you see me, right? You see me. Yes. And then I mix a little bit of skull cap in there, right? Mm-hmm. 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 So with the with the teacher, I don't I don't know if that's the correct term for her, but um she mentioned that the mixture of Damiana and skull cap is supposed to give you like this sensual but hyper focused type of mm-hmm. feel. And Let's just say I'm waiting for it to kick in, but maybe it's kind of like that before effect where you're like, I know this is about to kick in. Okay. So that's that's what we're working with today. Let me tell you about Damiana real quick. (laughs) She's that girl for the ones who like to do them honey packs. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The honey pack coochies. (laughs) <laughs> yes, if you're looking to have pop that thing, you know, have a good time. You want to Damiana? She is very supportive of the sexual varieties. Okay, um, there is actually a tea at that place that I took you called Green Wisdom, my apothecary, called Damiana Bliss. And girl, you will be mm. feeling it. Okay, but yes, <laughs> we sat with Miss Skullcap last week, and we did. 
we learned some amazing things about Skullcap. Thank you for coming to the class and just seeing. Thank like, you for inviting me. What the heck? <laughs> like, I, I would have never. And this is the thing. Like, you have to have friends that do things outside of your comfort zone. And not to say, like, it's outside of my comfort zone, but it's something that they're interested in. So if all your friends have the same interests, like, not to say that it's wrong, but I feel like you're kind of boxed in. But when you have friends that are interested in different things, like they put you on to things. And that's exactly what you did. Like going to who who going to a class in the middle of the week, a class. OK, I haven't been in school in I don't even know how many years, but going to a class that was just like, this is just how you learn more about the earth. This is how you learn more about like the things that are grown naturally that help your body or help your mind, help you stay focused. So. And we had this conversation about like everything that we need is is here. Like everything we need for us is here, obviously. Like it's here. But God has created class, everything that we need. Literally. It's literal it's like right medicine. Here. The medicine, the, the nurturing, the all of that. Just like everything that we need. But this class and Julie, I think that's sort of her name, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So first of all. She's amazing. And you can tell that she loves what she does. Like when someone has so much passion for like a a, a plant, an herb, like, I, I mean, and it, it sounds cra- like, it sounds it just crazy. Like, it sounds crazy, but it's just like, wow, like teach me more. I want to know, like, how did you become so passionate about this? How did you become so knowledgeable about this? And she was just, so sweet. And not only was she talking about Skullcap, but she was talking about how it's a Nervine, I think, mm-hmm, uh, and that mm-hmm. like it works on your nervous system and how it mm-hmm. basically boosts every other like helpful plant. It, right. it, it's like a, it it's acts a support as, like, a boost. system. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when she said that and she was talking about like, of course, when she was saying Damiana is like a sexy plant, but she was like, why can't you have that for your passions? Why can't you have that for like your regular you know, everyday thing. And that's why I'm drinking it. Not because I want to be on sexy time, you know? Right. Because like, I'm passionate about what we're doing right now. So why not? I love it. So, you know, so anyways, Julie. Welcome. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if y'all are seeing what I'm seeing or hearing what I'm hearing. I am witnessing a blossom of, okay. I don't want to ever be like, you know, ego boosting myself that's not the case but for me to go into a space where I'm like this is amazing and then bring someone who's like oh I don't know anything about it and then you walk out and you're like this is amazing literally that's it's just like a wildfire you know because then we could get into some books about healing yourself you know maybe before you spend a doctor's bill you're like can I do some research and mix up a little concoction to help me you never know. An apocalypse may take off, right? <laughs> this is serious you have shit. To be equipped. I feel like if a, yeah, it, you could be equipped. You could be out there in the world and say, "Oh, that's Damiana. Oh, that's Skullcap. Oh, that's Mugwort. We can make some medicine out of this." Oh, you got a bee sting? Let me get some, you know, plantain. And if you know, I'm telling your value goes up. Like this is something people can't take away from you, right? You sick? You have kids? You like? I can't make it to CVS right now or whatever the case is. But you know what I do got in my cabinet? Seriously. Right. like This is like learning how to sew. This is just like a skill that we maybe don't, you know, need to utilize all the time. But it's good to just have it in your right. back pocket for emergencies. Right. Because when you think about like 
back in the day, like they were using herbs, they were using plants to basically like heal you, like before mm-hmm. modern medicine. And when she mentioned that skull cap was used, like because rabies was very rampant and then not necessarily to heal rabies, but to ease the pain because there wasn't um, a cure, cure for it. Right. So it's like, but it was a painful thing. It was a painful thing to experience. And it's like, here's something to ease you as you like die, basically. Correct. But like, I mean, we may not be able to save you, but we could kind of ease the transition. Yeah, <laughs> we can ease the pain, you know? So I just... It's just very interesting because it's like you learn more about what they were doing before modern medicine and like what you can be using these plants for now, like these herbs for now, like, and it's just in everyday life. Like maybe you want something that's, you know, detoxing for your body. Maybe you're like, you know, I'm trying to change. I'm, I'm drinking too much and I need like an overall cleanse or Mm. maybe I'm having liver support. Mm-hmm. liver support like i because you've been damaging your liver for the last five six years maybe that's me um maybe i have that but just you know in case that's you as well you know they have those things so like, <laughs> yes it's just i don't know i just i'm not i don't know everything about it but it it sparked that curiosity where i'm like yeah. i want to learn more about it and why not talk about it on freaking cafe confessions and drink more teas like we've been talking about or just drinking other things like we've been right. talking about. So I'm um, obsessed. If you want more information, you know, go to Brie, but just know. And hey, this is where we start, right? And I think this is like a gateway into like supplements and vitamins because yeah. they support each other. I can geek out about this. We probably should do an episode one day about just like herbal healing. Um, but my herbal... Uh, background I feel comes from my ancestral roots back to slavery just Mm -hmm. because this was our method of healing ourselves we you know weren't really treated fairly in the healthcare system back then so we had to work with what we had so this goes back for me ancestral to that point in time but there's a lots of healing modalities with medicine. You have Chinese herbal medicine, you have um, Ayurvedic medicine and food. Like there's a lot of different niche like groups that you could fit into. It doesn't have to just be because of your ancestral roots with slavery. It is just getting back to source, whatever source yeah. is for you. So we will leave that there because this is where my heart soars. Um, but thank you for joining me in that class. I really appreciate you for coming for real. For Thanks real. for inviting me. moving on so today's segment is a loving a latte what are you loving on i mean i guess i was just loving on that damiana but um (laughs) um what i will say is what i love what's been happening recently is just more so like a i don't want to say like an awakening but more so like an acceptance like i've been loving the confidence that i've been having and i know I've, i've been talking about this a lot but like it's it's, it's something that's been affecting me almost my entire life. And, um, <clears throat> I'm just really happy about that. I'm really happy that I'm, I'm falling back in love with me and falling back mm-hmm. in love with like mm-hmm. the people around me. So yeah, that's what I love at a latte outside, outside of that, like, uh, me over here. I have been loving this show called from, and I know I've been talking about this a lot, but it's so scary that I have I cannot watch it at night. I can't watch it without somebody. But it's so freaking good. It's it's really good. And honestly, like since since watching that show, I've been getting a lot of like clips for like 
short series that are on YouTube or like, um, like it's, and you know, when you like something, like it changes your algorithm, right? So I like that one post or whatever. And now it's taking me over to like people who create their like short snippets online. And I saw something that was so scary. And I was like, this would make an excellent movie. I wish you were on Instagram so I could send it to you, but I'm just going to screen record it and send it to you. <laughs> okay, That's totally fine. <laughs> but I don't, cause I'm usually not the scary person type, especially like I don't, cause I feel like that stuff is inviting, especially when you walk, mm-hmm. watch it into your home, watch it in your homes. But I don't know. I feel like I just can't pull away. It's just like something that's bringing me back to like all these scary shows. And like we were talking about last week about like cannibalism and everything. Yes. Um, And when I mentioned from, I was more so talking about how they're these people, they look like people. They're obviously not people, but they look like people until they're about to eat you. And um, mm. that's a little scary, but I'm going to leave it there. Cause I don't want to give too much away from this show. Cause I'm still watching I'm, it. I'm just, I, I need to get you gotta, back into it. You have to take it a day at a time. Okay. Yeah, but you know Just what? Know. It is so good. The acting it is, is phenomenal. Um, you are on the edge of your seat because you're trying to figure this mystery out. I think yes. this is a phenomenal show. I don't know how I stopped watching it. It was like I was watching it all day one day and then I got distracted and I never came back. So I'm. this is my business to get back into this show because it is super, yeah. super, super good. Yeah. Super good. It is. It is. May I add to, um, (laughs) it's so funny because the fact that you're mentioning like horror and whatnot, I've been missing the horror gene for my body. I don't know if it's what, too many psychedelics, but like I don't get scared anymore. And that kind of scares me a little bit because I was a chicken shit. I get scared about everything. And I was just telling Sadal, I was like, for whatever reason, horror is not scaring me. I don't know what's going on with my body I just don't have the Mm. um the same response so I told him I was like I need to watch Hereditary because that movie scared Mm -mm. the shit out of me let me just say that movie scared the dog shit out of me I've been thinking about that movie for five years all the time I think about it randomly that movie scared the dog shit out of me so I feel like now is the time for me to watch it to see if I'm really gotten over this horror thing or if I'm just telling myself I'm brave, I don't know. But that would be the test of the 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 truth for me. <laughs> Maybe you're comparing everything to that. Maybe you're like it's not that scary, so it's not scary. <laughs> I don't. I literally feel like I tapped into something where it was like something switched in my brain, and it was like in order to be afraid, you have to have fear and mm. fear of death, fear of you know some evil force. And my mind just can't compute it right now. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm freaking myself out talking about it. So let's keep on moving. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to send you this screenshot or screen recording. You tell me if this is scary because I know I was like, I think what scares me is when things become too close to like reality. Like, you know, it's like if I know it's just, you know, this is a movie, this isn't there's no way that this can possibly happen. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. I can separate the two. But when I feel like that shit is right here, like we're we're mm-hmm. we're neck and neck with that, then I get really nervous. I'm just like, okay, what demon put this in your mind to put this on big screens to come and try and possess me? That right. that sort of thing. 
but I do be afraid of the people that come up with these things because I'm like, where's your mind at? That's a whole other conversation for another time. But yes, yeah, send it dreams. to me and we'll get into it. <laughs> we sure will. Okay, so moving right along, moving right along. My love it a latte. Yes. All right. So do you remember last season we had the whole fallout on uh, my old metaphysical shop that was racist and I had to leave a Yelp review and I was like, yes. we'll not spend another dollar. No more of that. Well, I don't know if it was the collective consciousness of my city that said we are no longer putting up with this bullshit because, baby, we have a black metaphysical shop across the street, black owned, black woman owned. Mm right down the street from this old joint who shall rename re who shall not even be named mentioned we're done this shop is called the elemental shop again it's black woman owned they are freaking phenomenal y'all like all of your little spiritual needs they have books herbs candles she does readings she also has people come in and do courses for the community this is like yoga courses with intention I took the premodoral I believe it was like premodoral R&B yoga and it focused on like movement of the hips and you guys know that I'm sexually repressed we had this conversation this class brought me to tears I'm not even like mm. this is not even sponsored she doesn't even know that I'm even doing this um brought me to tears because that part of my body has not been activated for a while. Classes are $5. $5. That's l cheaper than a cup of coffee. Five freaking dollars. Hello. Hello. So yes, the elemental shop is my love it a latte this week. My second love it a latte. This is old school vinegar. I am in love vinegar. with vinegar. Yes. <laughs> I'm in love with vinegar right now. I don't know what is the relationship with vinegar, but I have been using it all day, every day. I use it to, okay, I know that you have a problem with this. You always complain about how you hate if your house smells like cooking. Yes. And trash. Okay. You don't like cooking smells. You don't like cooking smells yes. and trash. Boom. Mm -hmm. What I've been doing, because, you know, I have a little studio and you can't help but have cooking smells sometimes. After I cook, I'll boil a pot of water, add a cup of vinegar and some essential oil in there and boil that. It will remove the cooking smells within an hour. OK. Mm. And then what I do is I'll take that boiling pot of water. I'll put that in my mop bucket because, you know, I'm cleaning up while I'm doing this. Put it in my mop bucket, add my regular pine saw, a little dash of Dawn, and a little cinnamon for abundance and protection. And I'll mop my floors to remove any pet smells or odors, okay? I use it in my bathroom, the shower, to remove soap scum off the shower walls. And if you have a glass shower door, takes those streaks off, makes them super clear. Mm -hmm. um, I also use it in my laundry. I've been substituting my... Uh, I can't even think right now. What is it? Fabric softener. Oh. For vinegar to help aid in like removing extra smells. So I am just loving vinegar. It is just my bitch holding it down <laughs> up in here. You know what? No, I, I follow a lot of um, cleaning ladies. Like I don't. Yeah, I am one of those people that I'll, I'll watch people clean certain things. Like, let me let's be clear. Um, and I've been seeing them like they'll put hot water, some vinegar, and they'll put it in their microwave and then it just removes, like it makes it easier to clean everything up in there. So I Add do it to my list. <laughs> you said, thank you. Check off. Um, so I have, I have been seeing, I have been seeing, um, like, well, 
I have been aware of like vinegar being that thing to clean and absorb that, you know, funky smells. And let's be clear. It's not like, I don't, I don't dislike a house smelling like food. Like if it's fresh food, I hate a house smelling like old food. Like just, yes, 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 like, I don't like like, cooking grease, like, yeah, like chicken, fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, fish. Oh (laughs) God. No, get that up out of here. Stuff like that. Like, you know, um, <laughs> she had me watch. Now my people are gonna be like, "Oh, you don't like the smell of food? Well, I just cook, Shay. You can't come <laughs> like you know." <laughs> so, damn, that's not what I'm saying. Old food. Um, so <laughs> I forgot. No, you what came I, to what my place saying. one time and you said, "Ooh, it smells like tacos up in here." And I said, "Well, yeah, we was frying some shells last night." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, but you gotta." First of all, if I don't like a smell, I'm not going to say anything. If I do, I'm going to be like, "Ooh, you know, don't don't do me, Brie. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's not what I meant. If I first of all, everyone knows I love tacos. So if I'm smelling tacos, tacos, I'm like, where's my plate? What? I'm not saying that your house smells. And Brie, she, you know, this is probably why. Because every time I come over Brie's house, she's like, oh, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't smell in here. Like, I am not judgy. No, no. it's not even you. I do it with everybody because I have two cats in a fucking studio. The worst smell to me is cat smell. I don't yes. play that. Yes. I don't. I'm sorry. I love the cat folks. But some of y'all houses, I'd be like, cannot Kid, breathe up Kitty in here. litter. Kitty litter. Can't. Yes. No. I don't your want house- you to know I have cats. So I'm gonna check in with every guest to be like, where's the status? Because yeah. my nose is blind to this. I'm up in here vinegaring it up. I got a literal bot. I'm scooping for my life. I am killing myself to keep these cats from smelling like cat. So I need to know if I'm doing my job. That's why I'm checking. You are doing your job, okay? I went in there, didn't even realize you had cats, okay? Until I looked over and I saw the damn scratching post. No, when I looked over, came out the bathroom and Sage was staring at me on the damn scratching post. He scared the hell out of me, first off. The eyes are piercing. And I was like, oh, hey, you're not hiding today. Forgot you were here. Glad to see you, you know? Love but that. no, it, it always smells like fresh linen and like, pine salt in your house it always smells like you just cleaned up so Boom. please please that makes that. my pussy wet thank you that's literally i strive for that i am happy that i could do that for you this morning <laughs> thank you sir you're welcome. you're welcome you're welcome so yeah you're not there's no issues over there um i however if i come into the house and it smells like old anything i'm like absolutely not because now i feel like now i sound like my mom what if i had someone with me what if i was bringing a friend to my house i i cannot i don't want them to be like oh her house always stanking you know correct that yeah. would drive me insane so moving right along from this Woo, i mean odory uh i am vinegar I'm baby happy. vinegar I'm you like vinegar so outside of cooking i mean or cleaning i mean do you like vinegar snacks like no salt and vinegar chips that's not your thing no no no, because i was about to get on your ass because i don't know if you remember when i was trying to eat some salt and vinegar chips at work and you were like get those feet chips up out of here yeah girl let me tell you i'm sorry i know i probably said that because my mom is a salt and vinegar ass woman okay and i i'm traumatized i am my mom would pop a hot chip with vinegar and talk to you like ma'am i don't want you i need you to sit in silence and eat your <laughs> chips <laughs> don't talk to me 
please i love you but i don't need i don't need those kind of problems okay well now you traumatize me <laughs> because now every time i eat them i don't like to eat them around people because i don't want people to be like so oh eat chips close those up get them out of here yeah so okay sorry. yeah that was that was my own shit i own it i'm i was projecting my trauma onto you <laughs> i renounced that part of myself eat your chips live it up mother however <laughs> I don't want to see you eat another hot uh, vinegar chip. I love you. I don't need to see my mom eat another vinegar chip. I don't. <laughs> I'm done. She'd be, like, she'd be like, hello. No, don't. Don't do it. Don't say nothing to me. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, y'all. We are out of control today. What is this damn topic? What are we talking about? Oh, goodness. We are talking about playing it small. And I know some of y'all are going to resonate with this shit. Hell, we are. So we're going to get right into it. What is playing it small? How can we get out of playing it small? How can we play it big? Okay. Think big, bitch. (laughs) You think think it's small. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with Cafe Confessions. All right, we are back. And before we get into our topic, we actually have to get into some tea over tea. Bree. You want to go or you want me to go? Yes. We didn't even check our tea over tea. So I hope we're not talking about the same thing. But what I want to get into, woo, I want to get into these influencers up in Sheehan. Oh, are you aware of what's going on? Mm -hmm. Are you aware? Okay. Love that. This is what I'm trying to dodge all Sheehan information. So I guess you're going to tell me. I know. I know. I'm not even. (laughs) Look, I know y'all shop at Sheehan. I have shopped at Shein. I am not judging those who shop at Shein. I just think that we need to be a little bit more conscious about what's mm-hmm. popping off up in Shein. Okay. And before I have this whole like sustainability um, conversation, because I don't think it's fair for us to put sustainability as the American people's problem when a lot of us are living check to check. Mm -hmm. We still have to clothe ourselves. We still have to go into work, into these jobs that require us to look a certain way and take that money out of our paycheck to do so. So I understand that sustainability is not for everybody. Everyone can't afford a $200 shirt that's going to last them 10 years, right? So I get it. But, and me being a thrifter, they're raising the prices up in these Goodwills. And it's becoming way too overpriced for me i'm personally not going to pay 13 dollars for a used shirt that's crazy i could buy a new shirt 13 i've seen some that were more expensive than that and i'm like you were given this for free you're this is being donated to you but yeah i'm right there with you yeah you're scamming because people are reselling these things so you want to increase the value when that when originally thrift stores goodwills were made for people who were in poverty who needed to clothe themselves or to get sustainable items so when you start profiting off of free shit that's when i have a problem so we cannot have the sustainability conversation without addressing the fucking elephants in the room that it's really not plausible for a lot of people but moving on to Shein, Shein has offered um some type of 
influencer trip package called Shein 101 on the road. They have taken a couple of TikTokers, I want to say at least 10, um, mostly people of color, women of color, into the mm, Shein factory shocking. to show them, mm-hmm, to, to vlog and to show the world, the U.S. of A, mostly, that Shein is in regulation with unfair labor practices. And they are not having people make garments for four cents a pop. They don't have child labor. They really did this to debunk our concerns about Shein's practices, okay? And these influencers said, how much? Yes, I'll do it. You sold your soul because I think that that's absolute. Talk to me because you got something to say. What do you guys say? I do because I'm just like, why people of color? Why did you specifically pick? They pick Mm -hmm. very hand selected people of color and a couple of plus size influencers where I'm like, Mm -hmm. you knew and I'm not trying to comfort. I'm I'm a plus size girl uh, at all. But I feel like it was like, oh, this person may not get as many opportunities as a white thin woman. Therefore, Mm -hmm. we have a better chance of them saying yes. Yes, absolutely. Because to me, exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper. You're going to go for these people because they can get your message out. You know, people are going to be looking on their pages. They're getting the same amount of visibility. They're probably getting a lot of engagement, but they come at a cheaper price. And just because you're, this is the thing. Are you taking them to this one warehouse? And where is this one warehouse located? Thank you. Like that doesn't, as big as Shein is, as much as y'all be pumping out these clothes, there's so many clothes. Like you can't even get through all of Shein for one. You can't. so you're, you're going to take them to this one warehouse that you probably are in within regulation, but like overseas, I just, I yeah, just don't. You, you get it because Shein has third party contractors and Hello? their job as a company who is contracting is to run audits on those companies to make sure that they're within the labor laws. They don't do that. So yeah, you may have one nice warehouse where you have robots doing most of the work, <sighs> which is what they did. They took them to the nicest warehouse. They were given a script. You can honestly feel the energy. And they were saying things like, they're not even sweating or they have time after lunch to take a nap and they get 10 and 15 minute breaks just like we do. These like little nuance like phrases that made a US of air tap in and say, oh, they are just like us. Let me go ahead and spend my fucking money. Did we ask them where, first off, where are you getting the designs for these clothes? Okay, because you're stealing from not only people who are working for you, but also creators, because you guys are just Mm -hmm. replicating people's fucking ideas on top of that. How much are they getting paid per garment, right? What is their hourly wage compared? I'm talking about throughout the 6,000 other fucking facilities that you guys have. You should have known better. Not all money is good money. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. A bone. I'm I'm so sure that within the contract that they sign, like agreeing to accept this money and do this, you know, vlog or whatever, there were things on there that they could not ask. Mm-hmm. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. There were things that you couldn't ask. There were things like you literally probably had to follow the script to a T. Um, I think that's unfortunate. I feel like as people of color, like you should have like I, I get it let me let me let me say this I get that if being an influencer is your job you are looking for you know what is going to take you up out of here like what is going to get you um views what's going to give you money what's going to you know 
basically make this into a career for you, but you have a right as a human being to be better for the next person. Like you, you mm-hmm. can't just be out here just accepting whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, it comes at a cost. Yeah. And the cost is if you're putting this out, now people are going to start pulling back of how much they're like not supporting this company. If they see that you're that quote unquote, because some people can't read between the lines and some people can't tell like when these influencers are just reading off of a script. But I mean, like if you're following this person, you should very much see that like, okay, this is an ad and this is what they're actually like involved in. This is what they're hundred percent supporting. And I feel like honestly, for some influencers, it's very, very slim to none. Cause at a, at a point in time, I feel like it's just turning into all of this is money. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't see them supporting or backing something a hundred percent that's not paid for. But back to what I was saying, I think that, you know, you being the the image or the forefront of some, of saying that, you know, this company is good. You can support them. It's going to look bad if it mm-hmm. comes out that like, you know, someone has a camera and they go to like an actual warehouse and then they're showing things that like you did not see. Now it's going to look, now they're going to look at you like, okay, but you supported this. Right. You told us. You were the journalist. You were you the were investigative the journalist who put this out there. So now, yes, correct. You, this could be your last bag. Yeah. That's how you should have looked at this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, is this worth your last, you could get canceled. You're already, people are already canceling y'all for running. I hope the bag was sustainable right mm-hmm. <laughs> you see that mm. you see that little joke uh, <laughs> sorry no but seriously because I, I hate to come from my own people but I'm not gonna not do it when it's necessary how would you feel if we went back into slavery and there was people walking in saying wow these slaves are actually not doing that bad they seem to enjoy picking cotton and you oh, know they were exactly <laughs> they were. <laughs> so you should have checked your shit before you even said yes not all money is good money and I have to hold you accountable that completely invalidated those people that are in a space of being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. right who are really truly enslaved okay you should be ashamed you could say no that should this sheen on the road should not have been from us at the bare fucking minimum we should have said absolutely fucking not i won't do that I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I just feel like we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard when it comes to these type of practices, because we should know better. We've been through shit like this. I will never walk into a fucking sweatshop. I don't care if you show me the best goddamn sweatshop out there and say, well, I believe everything that you're telling me. This is they they can't be in late. They can't. They just possibly can't be. You're you're insane. It has been proven over and over and over and over again that this company is taking advantage of a lot of lives. A lot of people are enslaved to Shein in the factories that are contracted by them. So I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah. And that's all. That's my tea over tea. Yeah. I mean, I will say that if you looked around and you noticed that it was a bunch of people of color and not really others, mm-hmm. that should have told you something too. Honestly, like if unless it was like specifically for like, I don't know, you're promoting something black or you're promoting something that's like, you know, for the cause. But you weren't. You were in a sweatshop, a nice one at that one at that. And, I, and I'm trying to say if there was any um, regular, the typical influencer type. Right. You know what I'm hinting at? I didn't mm-hmm. see that. 
I didn't see that particular type of influencer, which is very problematic to me because they want to give them everything fucking else, but not this one. Mm-hmm. Not or they tried. One. They probably tried. Mm-hmm. So let's say that. And, okay. you know, these high influencers, they probably have people who do the negotiating for them. They have mm-hmm. people to tell them yes or no, this could be damaging or not. And unfortunately, like, we don't always have that. Like we are making the decisions for us. We are advocating, you know, the prices for us. And you know, that in itself, I feel like it sucks because I'm sure if you had the right person on your team, they would have been like, absolutely not. This is not a good look. This is not a good look. I just, I I feel so horrible for these black women that said yes to this because you are going to have to pay the price now. I wish you didn't. I wish you I wish we didn't have to have this conversation on the podcast. I really do. But I feel like it would be unfair to the people that listen and to everybody else if we did not hold our people accountable. So (sighs) yeah, now I got to see which influencers because I can tell I just I just know. Watch, you're gonna know, go, you guys are gonna look up these influencers and you're gonna be like, come on, people. Like you should have looked around the room and be like, hold up, is this a setup? Because I don't want no parts of this. But you will sell your soul for a trip to China. When one China's not my place to see ever in the world. They don't treat us right in China at all. Whatsoever. I don't know if anyone has ever heard <laughs> about how black people are treated in China, but it is extremely racist extremely people have been like i need to fly up out of china tomorrow because it is so racist so you got me effed up if you think i'm about to go out there and then support a bullshit company that we know Mm -hmm. is not in whatever i'm done i don't want to keep going on with this because the more i think about it the more upset i get and i really feel like i don't have the full story um i don't know these people's situations i don't know what made them say yes to that deal And for that, I do want to have some level of compassion and grace. Um, But at the same time, from what I'm seeing on my perspective as a a regular person looking at this from the outside, it doesn't feel good. And I'm going to trust my gut and say, I don't really want to interact with those influencers um, right now at this time. And you know what? No one can blame you for that. Because even if they didn't have the right people in their corner, like you have to advocate for yourself. You have to stop and think and look around and read the news. Like I'm not an influencer, but you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to influence people to support a company that obviously is going through all of this. And like, I, I okay, we'll yeah. stop there. But yeah. um, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I will be checking that out. I want to see um, if I could do a little bit more digging and see if there's any influencers that I'm following that's supporting it. And I know what I said earlier, like I, I do try to stay out of this Shein news, um, but this is a lot. This is, yeah, this is a lot. This is it's a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, What's your tea? Well, my tea really isn't tea. It's more so like a question. And I, oh. I'm not sure if I asked you this question or not, but given what's going on with this YSL case, and, you know, Gunna being really the only person that's free, Gunna also putting out new music. Um, my question is, is it bad to still support his music? Okay, no. Um, I don't think it's bad to still support his music because... I say the same thing. That ain't my problem. I am, mine either. I am a humble consumer. I mean, I'm not even, I don't even listen to Gunna's stuff, but I'm saying, speak on, on behalf of the people that do. 
you want to play silly games, you win silly prizes. And that has nothing to do with the people who are not involved in them silly games. That right. is your shit. I don't know why I have to pay or the consumer has to pay the price for your shit. We're not in that beef. I'm not Hello. on a Rico, you know, ch- case. I, I don't gangbang. I don't sell drugs. I don't carry weapons. I don't. All I do is just listen to the music that you put out. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I like like I said, I have never even really heard a gun a song. I couldn't tell you one if you held a gun to my head. <laughs> I don't know. But there's no judgment in those of you that say I still fuck with his music. I think that that's his that's their shit. That's their shit. I agree. I agree with you. Um I've I've come across this different answers to this question okay. um, a lot. And well, I'll, have you um, heard? You know, some people are like, I'm not going to support until I hear something from Thug. I'm not um, going to support because, you know, you were with them, uh, you know, playing gangsta. But when things got hard, you know, you backed out. And mm-hmm. the whole the whole issue is that YSL tried to maintain that this is just a, a record label. And then you went before a judge saying it's a gang and a record oh, label. Okay. You know? Okay. Either way, I don't feel like that has anything to do with me because I am not a YSL member. I yeah. I don't do I I don't even own a, a real YSL bag. So that's that's not my business. I do, however, do like a little gunner here and there. I can't say that I'm a fan, but I like his music. And I do feel like a lot of the songs that he's on with Thug, you know, were as hot as they were because it was gonna. Like you could argue with me about that, whatever. I'm not I'm not a young thug fan either. I just like a little bit of his music. I okay. I just like what I like. And um mm-hmm. I don't feel like I feel like too too many times do we as consumers get wrapped up in, you know, whatever outside beef that uh, these people have. Like yeah. my thing is you're coming into a space of having money now. You can leave all of that shit behind you, but you chose mm-hmm. not to. Right. I didn't make that decision for you. You did. You did. And, you know, this is going to silly prize. If you want to snitch, then you have to pay the repercussions of being labeled as, you know, a snitch for the rest of your life. And that may fuck with your back. It is really your shit. I am. We're excused from that. Right. But I feel like this is what I this is what upsets me, because it's like a lot of people who are like, oh, he's a snitch. He's when you know damn well. If you were in that position, you okay. would have been singing like a canary. So stop Ooh, it. Speaking stop of, it. let me, yes, because I'm, I don't want to say that I'm psychic. I would say that I'm highly intuitive. Okay. Um, and usually prophetic with dreams, but you get out here and be like, I need you to tell my fortune. You know, I'm not gonna be able to do that. That's just not how I operate. But I am very good and confident at my skills at reading people's energy. Mm. Me living in Long Beach from the IE, from where I grew up, I dealt with a lot of people, Pomona, who wanted to be hard, who wanted to be gangsters, who wanted to do it. Some of them really had the heart for it. And some of them I was like, you're full of shit. And this is not the lifestyle that you want to live. So exactly, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't trust you with my life in a crime. I'm sure if I could read that, they could read that. But living out here in L.A. County, um, I see a lot of the same shit. A lot of these people out here are fugazi. I wouldn't trust you with a single crime. But there was a a situation that happened yesterday. Me and Sadell were driving to get some damn tacos. And there was a car kind of stopped 
in the street with their hazards on, but they stopped in a way where it was like, you're blocking traffic. So as we try to go around, they pop out the fucking car, bro. And it was almost like Mm -hmm. a setup. It was almost like we're waiting for somebody to drive up behind us so that we could hop out and, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to be real with you. My heart was in my fucking stomach because I could feel the energy of the people in the car. Like, mm-hmm. oh, y'all have really either killed somebody or you will kill somebody. And my life is too precious. So we're going to go ahead and skirt up on out of here. There are some <laughs> real people out there. I'm not joking. There are some serious people who have really nothing to lose. People who their god is this matrix they love to play this game murder gets them going okay Mm -hmm. crime all of that shit they're really about it so if you want to start associating your people with people who are really about that shit you got to be okay with whatever outcome comes to you if you're not about it be smart with your choices here because these people don't fuck around and a lot of y'all, most of y'all be fucking around. It is yeah. very rare that I'm like, oh, these niggas are not playing. I am out of here. I'm running. You're not about to kill me. Are you crazy? So I, all that to say is there are really people who are about that shit. And there are really people who are not. And that's where yeah. we have this fucking conflict. Because everybody should have been in jail. If y'all was running any type of gang, I don't want to hear nothing about it. I just need to know y'all are behind bars. Okay, they really with the shits. But because we're doing this back and forth, I can't trust a single one of y'all to be into some... First off, Doug, no judgment, but you are out of the mud. You're out of the mud, babe. Like, you, yeah. you, you, you won the lottery. You don't ever have to be a street nigga again. Never. You don't ever have to sell a brick again you don't ever have to tote a gun again like but you do but you do and drake you so desperately your canadian light skin ass (laughs) so desperately wants to be a part of the bad boys club when you are a nigga i would never tell shit to drake Mm -hmm. would be working with the feds tapped wired up immediately but he want to be around hard niggas all day long you want to chill with 21 savage and 21 can you do something for me because you ain't gonna do Mm -hmm. it for yourself you got me fucked up (laughs) i'm not doing shit with you no nothing you're not gonna do one illegal thing am i wrong (laughs) i don't think you're wrong at all and just like going back to what you're saying like these people aren't about that life or the people that were about that I feel like the reason why they try to maintain that image is like, that's, that's what their music is based off of. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. after a while, like there's going to be a disconnect because this isn't the life you're living anymore. You can't keep writing and rapping about, Oh, I'd be telling them things when you're really not. And I well, I'll say that. And on top of like, now you have more money to play with. Now you want to feel like head honcho King boss. Now you want to be like, Hey, like I kind of global. I'm yeah. taking it global now. Like I never wanted to get up out of that gang life. And that's extremely unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate. But I feel like when you get to the point where, you know, your music is just no longer relatable to that lifestyle, it's time to do other things. Look at Jay-Z. It's time to start mm-hmm. investing in some stuff. It's time to, you know, do more. Like you have the potential to do more. You are rich, dude. Yeah. You are rich beyond a lot of these little <clears throat> gangsters minds, but yet, this is the life that you want to live in. Like, and it, there's only two ends to this. I'm sorry. Like either you're going to go to jail or you're going to die. I I don't see any other way out of it. If you don't change. 
you know, are you, <laughs> Little Reese, King Vaughn, them niggas that really was with the shit. There's one person today, when I see them, I'm like, oh, you're successful, but I feel like you would kill somebody. And I, I, I think you love this person. I'm bad. I feel bad that I'm about to out him, this rapper. But he low-key is soulless to me. The energy that I feel when I look at him. Y'all gonna be like, Brie, sit the fuck down. Vince Staples. Something about his energy, I don't fuck with that. Like, it's it's giving, I really love this shit. Like, I would really take a nigga's life. And it's so subtle. But something about him, his spirit, it's just, you know? I like, like two Vince Staples songs. Okay. I... Okay. <laughs> um... Something you about know, I never energy. really got that from him, though. Like, what it? What is it that I don't know? He gives sociopath. When I look at him, I'm just like, oh, oh, you have you have a, a spirit that I'm like, you really, I don't like know. He's not all the way here. He's not all the way here. He's not all the way. He's not all the way here. There's a lot of celebrities. I'm like, you're not. You're not well. For example, a celebrity that had it all and. I'm not speaking ill on his name, Nipsey Hussle. I saw him oh. as like someone who really was in the mud and who really loved his people. Yeah. He had a good heart, right? But like his thing was being in the hood was all he kind of knew, right? But I never looked at Nipsey Hussle like, oh, you a grimy ass nigga. Like, yeah, you would mm-hmm. probably do some grimy shit for your family, but like overall, you're not a grimy person. Right. Spiritually, there's some people that we look up to, some celebrities out there that I'm like, you gotta be careful who you give your energy to idolize because a lot of these people are soulless like Blueface is soulless to me i look at him and i'm soulless like, you're lost bro you wouldn't kill a nigga you would snitch but you would for sure take advantage of a person to their last you mm-hmm. would you would absolutely you know so you gotta be a little bit have some discernment about who you let in your earlobes yeah i'm i'm sorry but if you look up to blue face you're already a lost cause i don't i mean i don't i'm not gonna what like that's that's your business but um hey if that's that's who you're idolizing then i don't know what more to say to you yeah you've already lost um yes so that's it i'll leave the message with just if you want to support Gunna, that's totally fine but just be aware of who you're giving your energy to that's it. Okay. I no love judgment. that. And I agree. Mm-hmm. And I will also say that if you support Gunna and you're not about that lifestyle, don't let anyone make you feel bad for it. <laughs> don't listen don't. to the outsiders yeah. because they would probably do the same thing. You would probably do it. If you would do the same thing deep down, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell your closest friends. Uh-huh. Go ahead and support that man. Have you ever been investigated or interrogated by a police officer? Absolutely not. Okay, I have. Okay. And you know, a real bitch, I kept a 10 toes down. But did my man snitch no. on me? Oh, he oh. absolutely oh, yeah. dropped the ball. The moment he was in handcuffs, it was, she did it. She did it. Mm-hmm. I was fucking that man. I played myself by allowing, I didn't have no discernment. I feel like you play stupid games, you win silly prizes. And I won a silly prize. So speaking of I mean, but me, you, you, you kind of didn't win a prize. I mean, well... <laughs> You did win because you, like you said, you know, I won the case. You, technically, you, you won the case. You got up out of there. You know, <laughs> he didn't have this. The mental. He didn't you did. have it. He didn't have the mental. He didn't have the heart. Okay, he didn't because have the heart. I, I was like, I don't know that man. 
I don't know. I don't I don't have nothing to say. I have I don't know. You're asking me information. I have no information to give you, ma'am. Right? You're asking, but you know what? Was my fucking heart in my ass? Yes. But was I gonna keep it ten toes down for me and myself and mine's? Absolutely. If I would have known the whole time that this man was gonna drop my name like a bad habit, then I would have for sure been like, I am not doing no crimes with you. Mm Mm-mm. But you never know. People could sell you a dream and then you get into the space of, oh, we're pushed and backed into a corner. You will sell your fucking dick to get out of that out of that shit. He sold me <laughs> out. I was putting bread in his pocket and he sold me out. Be for real. Right. Unforgivable. How you going to sell someone out? And it's like, this is your plan. This is this is all you. So you got to you got to be careful. You got to. Yes. That was yeah, back in the day when I was a, a trap queen. I'm a healed healing woman now moving along before we get to (laughs) i am not a a dealer oh (laughs) not a dealer i love that i need that on a shirt i'm a healer not a dealer Uh, (laughs) you're too much for real this is where spiritual and ghetto meets the road okay (laughs) i have been in the crossroads and the the crossfires of the ghetto and the spiritual coming together okay the physical and the spiritual realm have gotten me both in grips at times we're moving on (laughs) enough about my ghetto ass past (laughs) love it love it okay moving right along obviously what you've been waiting for our segment yeah (laughs) our segment is on our segment is on playing it small okay Mm -hmm. now what is playing it small so i found this quote online and it says playing small usually means we dismiss what we truly want in life in order to maintain a present moment illusion of security acceptance or control so with that being said brie i want to ask you in what ways do you play it small Ooh. I, this is a hard question for me right now because I feel like I am really taking a lot of risk at this point because I was playing it small for so long. I've played small in my comfortability. I mm-hmm. think that the biggest play on playing it big is stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Letting go of the fear of being comfortable. So for me, I've been playing it small with my outer appearance for a very long time Mm. um i feel like i've been spending so much time working on myself on the inside that my outside has not been a reflection of that and it's also because i'm afraid to really step into my full power because i feel like people lead with their eyes right so Mm. if i pop out and I really put the time and wake my ass up, go to the gym, get myself together. And I really pop out as my best version of myself. I don't know what that feels like to be the best version of myself on the outside and the inside. I love who I am on the inside today. Right. But I'm comfortable with playing it small because that's how I've always played the game. I hope I'm making sense right now. So oh, the way that I yeah, carry myself, I feel like it keeps me playing small and it keeps me from having to face being uncomfortable with who Brie is as that bitch for real, for real. So, yeah, I feel like I, I'm just kind of it's inevitable that eventually I got to come to grips with. You gotta, you gotta step up and look the part, bitch, because that's the only thing that's holding you back from chasing your dreams. Yeah, mm, that's I just vulnerable. Say, <laughs> that's that is vulnerable. But let me, you saying that, wow, it made me realize that I'm the opposite. So mm. I have 
-hmm. for a very long time, I have focused on the person on the outside. What Mm -hmm. I look like, you know, thinking that that was going to give me some sort of security on the inside. Whereas like I can seem like I have it all together. I can seem like I, I know it all. I can seem like I'm really like out here hustling and not to say that I have not been, but I felt like that was me operating in a, in a space of trying to be secure, trying to be tough because I had to trying to survive when in reality, like I was broken inside Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to come to terms with that. I'm still trying to rebuild the person on the inside. I never started with the inside because in my mind, I was like, I only knew, you know, what I saw, like you said, people buy with their eyes. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, okay, well, if I look a certain way, you know, I would eventually feel that way. Eventually I would, what I felt would match with what I looked like or, you know, how people treated me would change when it didn't, you know, you can look however you want to look, but if you don't have that confidence, if you don't, you know, get over your impot, and that's really where imposter syndrome comes from because we're so focused on the outside that we're not trying to change who we are or we're not trying to like learn better habits. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was doing. But for so long, I just, I had this image of like what I needed to do and it didn't work out. Like, I mean, it worked for as long as it did. And like now, you know, at 32, I'm learning more about myself. I'm trying to find that confidence. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to like, like I mentioned this in the last episode where I, I, you know, I was saying that I'm a very self-aware. I've been very self-aware for a long time, but I can be very oblivious to things. And um, I think when you don't work on who you are internally, like people also notice that and they try to get over on you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of goes back to like, you know, being bullied and stuff. It was like, well, you know, they're bullying me because I look soft. If I look tough, they wouldn't do these things. So yeah, for me, playing it small has um, affected me a lot of ways because I felt like the things that I did deserve or the things that the good things that were coming to my life, I did not deserve. Um, and I felt like I wasn't capable. So I got very comfortable. I got very comfortable in who I was. And, um, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of unlearning. So, yeah. I I do want to mention this opposite juxtaposition that we're in with this when you're like, I work on the outside, right? So it's like, yeah, and this is no judgment. And I'm speaking to myself too. When we work on our outside, we can attract the people who are like us or like-minded in the appearance realm. But then do we keep attracting what we feel we deserve with our unworthiness if we're not working on the inside of it, right? And then for me, I can, I have connected so much with like people who are right on my level mentally, but then I also feel like it holds me back from experiences. Like, I'm not going to go turn up and be at the club or at a pool party or, you know, go to a topless resort, which is on my bucket list because (laughs) I'm just not there with myself. Right. So in turn, that holds me back from having a outlet of fun in a way where it's carefree and I can just be who I am in that space. Like I can dominate mentally for sure. Love mental spaces. But when it comes to like, 
oh, we're showing up and we're being our most sexual, fluid selves, that's not going to ever be me until I get my shit together with where I feel comfortable in my self-love. It doesn't mean I have to lose 100 pounds, but it does mean that I have to have a certain level of confidence, mm-hmm. you know? So we're, we're right on the money, and I hope y'all are resonating with some of these things that me and Cher yeah. are talking about because I get what you mean 100%. Yeah. And just like to go another comment with what you're just saying. I feel like I have been in spaces where, again, that imposter syndrome is like, why are you here? Like, you don't belong here. And um, like these people are just like, well, we want you here. We want you to be around. We want you to do this and and whatever. But when you think about it, it's just kind of like, You've have you have all these people fooled. Like mm-hmm. these people don't really know who you are. If they really knew who you were, like they wouldn't want anything to do with you. That's obviously that's you know the negative side. Like my mind, you know, telling me these things. But um, just going back to what you were saying about like, you know, you've worked on the inside, so you've been able to attract the right people. When you again, when you work on the outside, it's like. You may attract a crowd, but it's not the right crowd that you need to be around. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just saying like as far as looks, but as far as like friendships, like for a long time, I dealt with friendships and relationships that I had no business, you know, dealing with. Like I mm-hmm. certain things that, you know, you should have dropped or I should have dropped that I didn't. So I'm going to get into some more. I okay. have some more questions, but Yeah. All right. Well, my question is um, kind of like standing on this topic still. What advice would you give someone who wants to break free from the playing it small pattern, but is unsure where to begin? Oh, okay. So I actually have an article and it says tips for learning to play big more often. And I'm going to read off some of these tips because this is um, I felt like this was very helpful when I was reading it. But it's what the article was saying is like, basically, how do you learn how to level up? And it's like, recognize if it's a fear or you don't know how to. Mm -hmm. So is it something that you need more information on how to get there? Or is it something that you're fearful of, like, maybe fear of growing, maybe fear of judgment, maybe fear of, um, you know, the naysayers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. I would say also with that, you have to build confidence within yourself. Mm -hmm. And how you do that is you stop apologizing, stop your over explaining, you know, prefacing with what you prefacing what you have to say with a question. So it, it, and what I mean by that is you have a comment to make about something, but when you present it to the group or to whoever you're speaking to, you present it in a way of like, I'm unsure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm throwing this out here, even though this is how I feel. I'm kind of, I'm throwing it to you as if I'm unsure. So, you know, you can give me the confidence in like what I have to say, if that makes sense. Um, another thing would be stop saying yes to everything, hmm. you know, stop trying to be perfect with everything and everyone. It's okay to be disliked. It's okay for, you know, to not be the most liked person in the room. You don't have to be friends with everyone, you know, and you don't have to sacrifice who you are and your personality to fit into these places. You'll fit wherever you need to fit. Mm-hmm. Um, stop taking everything personally. And this is a big one for me because I feel like I take everything personally. It could be a stranger. 
literally a stranger. And I'm like, okay, well, they did this. Like, is this racism or is this them having feeling like they have some sort of power over me? When it could be very well, they're in their own head. They don't even really see you. They have a million things on their mind. Um, I was talking about, um, you know, driving and like how sometimes I have road rage because I feel like people do dumb things. And when I was saying that, I was like, you know, I'm the one that's running late for work. So I feel like everyone needs to be on my time. Get out of my way. You're mm. inconveniencing me when it's like, if I were on time, would I have had those same feelings about what's going on? So it's that taking it personally, I got to stop that. And stop being responsible for managing other people's stuff. You know, it's not your duty to make everyone comfortable. It's not your duty to make sure everyone has a great life. You don't have to be the manager over other people. They need to do that for themselves. Um, and then the last one is, well, two more. Let it stop letting other people take credit for your good ideas. Mm. We've done this. And the last one is stop underestimating your own gifts, strengths, and contributions. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A lot of those kind of give me a little bit of anxiety um, because especially that one where it's like, don't let people take credit for your talents because yeah. I think a part of it is being okay with like confrontation and I am very much not okay with confrontation, right? And I'm not mm -hmm. saying like we just knock out, drag them out, argue, fight type of confrontation. I'm talking about like showing up level-headed, emotionally mature to a situation that requires attention and being stern and having the voice to be like, I'm standing up for myself. I respect mm -hmm. you, but this cannot happen again. Um, right. I struggle with that. And we talked about that last episode where I was like, I was dealing with a, with a thing for six weeks and I had to really continue through this confidence, power through this problem with grace and compassion, but sternness. And that drove me up the wall. But I think what you said was a lot of great tips, a lot of great advice. Um, but I just kept going back to like having confidence. You have to be a confident yep, person. Confidence. Mm, and that, mm -hmm. that kind of wants to lead me to like my answer to this question, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So this is for me, what I've learned, take it with a grain of salt, but it may really be helpful, but you have to get comfortable in solitude. I feel mm -hmm. like the, the more you're comfortable with your own self, the more you know who you are, the more you know what your needs are and what you need to do to show up. It's almost like you sit alone and you start having these conversations with self and things just start coming out. I, I get a lot of messages from sitting in solitude, not calling my friends and throwing my shit and saying, what do you think I should do? Sometimes I say, this is what I'm going to do. And someone may not understand it, but that's what I'm going to do because I know what I need to do for me. Everything that I need is already within myself. So when you have that type of confidence, you already know no one is going to alter what your needs or desires are you should yeah. not give a no matter what you should not care what someone else thinks about how you live your life because it's yours right Ooh, yeah can i say something about that yes. right there not to cut you off but another thing is getting all of that right there getting those naysayers out of your life i recently saw this girl she made a post and said 
as soon as I blocked everyone on Instagram, I was able to be my my true self. Yes. Everyone that I personally, but it's so crazy because it's like, why do you have to get to the point of blocking people? Why? Because maybe it's something that you've heard. Maybe it's something that you've experienced from these people who like don't allow you to grow, don't allow you to be your true self. And that changed. Hello. Let me. So we're going to finally talk about like why I deleted my Instagram. Not deactivated. It is gone. If I want a new one, I got to create a whole new account. I had struggled with this for two years, deactivating, keeping it going, deactivating, keeping mm-hmm. it going. But I said, you know, I just need to, I just need to be done with it. I need to let it go. And the reason was is because I personally don't think it's healthy to keep community of people that we should have let go in high school, like keeping um, old coworkers, old back in the day people had to move on which is why high school reunions were a thing right because we mm-hmm. come back and be like what's going on with you now and I feel a little jealous of that time because it allowed people to kind of separate and spread their wings I feel like everyone who's in community online sometimes it's like we're staying in each other's life in this weird digital way and we kind right. of grow together even if you're working on your own projects it's like we could keep up with what you're doing and then, you know, implement that on ourselves. I think when you go rogue in this digital age and say, I'm done, I'm not going to keep my Instagram or maybe I'm going to unfollow everybody and just follow the people that inspire me. Yeah. You have to kind of say, who am I? Like, who am I without my high school peers? Who am I without that girl that I went to middle school with? And, you know, we used to be best friends, but I haven't talked to her in 10 years. Like, who are you? And I feel like I curated a lot of my life on Instagram for other people. Like, Mm. this is my aesthetic that I feel like people perceive me to be. So this is how I'm going to show up online because this is what my niche is. Versus I'm complex. We're all complex. Be comfortable with being complex and not being figured out. And be comfortable with contradicting yourself. I think that a lot of people shy away from being contradictory. Like, well, I said this 10 years ago and I got to stay steadfast on who I used to be 10 years ago because that's my story. True people can, people who are authentic are truly complex and strange and weird. And they are contradictions and they are confusing because they're working through their life you know more than you did yesterday and you will know Mm -hmm. more tomorrow than you do now so you have the power to change your mind you could say one thing and then two days now say you know what actually I changed my mind on that yeah when we see celebrities I know I'm going on a tangent we allow celebrities to quote-unquote rebrand okay you could see someone being a thotty china Mm -hmm. to a bible thumper china Mm -hmm. okay and we accept Mm -hmm. that as oh my gosh she is finding herself but we don't allow that for the people in our everyday lives to say i am figuring myself out i am quote unquote rebranding because that's an online term i am rebranding myself on a day-to-day basis you don't allow people Mm. to be complex so you got to be okay with not being liked Listen, let me just add to that. I feel like we only allow people to rebrand when it comes to celebrities if they've admitted to us once they've had the celebrity status of the bullshit that they did or the things that they've said. Because how many times have we seen something like a new artist comes out and then now you digging up the old tweets and shit Mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm not that same person I was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was dumb and making stupid... 
I'm not even going to say, I I think I've deleted just about everything on my Facebook, but the things that I was just like saying and doing just because I was a stupid kid on the internet for the first time, just being dumb, just being a kid, Mm -hmm. just making mistakes. And it's like, I don't want the mistakes of my past to define who I am now. And I feel like when you do keep a lot of people from, you know, your past, your high school, your college, your old jobs, like you said, it's like, they don't know who you are today. All they have is the image of who you once were. Even if they see little clips of your life, they can see one clip and be like, oh, she's still on that mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's still doing this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm a completely different person and I'm just experiencing life and you guys are watching, experiencing me experience life. Yes. So I- I agree. I feel like we don't give a lot of grace to regular people, but I also feel like when you are in the public eye, if you have not admitted to something that you've done in your past, it's like they're not as forgiving of that as well. Yeah. No, apps totally not. I mean, I, I feel like people will, there are some people who are going to keep you reminded of like, remember that time yes. where you said, and um, no, we, I we don't. dealt with this last, I dealt with this last season where there was a conversation I had with somebody who was like, I don't believe that you've changed. I had to be okay with that. It was like, okay, it's not my duty to convince you. I said what I said. It's either you do believe it or you don't. And you have every free will to be like, I don't believe it. I don't fuck with it. That don't stop the show. The show must keep going, right? So I feel like in moments of adversity, when you're dealing with people who are like, well, you were or you did, okay, that's an old story. If you want to hold on to that old chapter, that is your business, but I'm going to move on. Moving on, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to stay there because I think people feel comfortable, and I'm not speaking to that situation that I went through, just in general. People feel comfortable with having you figured out. So if they don't Mm -hmm. have you figured out, it's almost like, well, then who are you? Who who am I? That's a projection of your own thing. Let me, let me, let me, let me add to this. Okay. There was this one time I went out with Jay and we met some extended friends that are like quote unquote family or whatever. And, um, this one individual just did not like me. I, I probably only said hello to them and we were going around the room and we were talking about like Zodiac signs. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a Virgo. And then one person was like, oh, I love Virgos, blah, blah, blah. And this person was like, oh, you know, I used to have a best friend um, that was a Virgo and, you know, um, this may be who you're, who you are, but I want to see who you really are. Just like getting into it. Like, yeah, I don't really trust blah, blah, blah. And what they really wanted to say is you don't like that. I have this welcoming energy. You don't like that. I have this Mm -hmm. attention. And there's something about me that you just don't like for whatever reason. And that's okay. But that ate at me for a while until the next time I saw them, I was like, they're not about to steal my joy. If you're here, Mm-hmm. maybe now you're stepping into my space. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're around me and my people. You're going to fix your attitude because mm-hmm. I'm not going to give any attention to it, but it's those people just wanted to put that out there. There are those people who just don't like you. Just don't, they probably haven't even said boo to you, but they just don't like you. And that's more of a personal problem. That's not on you. Every you can't, time. you can't, you every time you cannot take in what people say about you, especially if you are confident and comfortable with who you are and the change that you have made. 
So correct. Yeah, I I would hope that there's people out there who don't like me because that tells me that I'm being my authentic self. If everybody is liking on you and you're able to placate everyone's feelings, then where are you chipping away at you? You know, like that's just me personally. I feel like I'm okay with the idea that I'm not everyone's cup of tea and you can only get there through confidence. Confidence mm-hmm. is being okay with not being liked. It's not I'm confident and everybody likes me and now that boosts my ego. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's okay with that person may hate my guts, but that is not my, that's a personal problem. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but I still have one more mm-hmm. qu- answer to this. So the second part, I would say after you get comfortable with being alone in solitude, gaining your confidence, if there is resistance in an area of your life, go towards it. Most people say, Oh, I'm resistant. I'm going to run away. But that goes back to the comfortability thing. So I say if it's a safe, I'm not saying if you're afraid of trains, don't go stand on a train track, (laughs) right? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're maybe afraid of public speaking, for example, but you really want to take on a role at work that maybe requires you to present your ideas to clients or other people or work in projects that require you to speak to an audience, maybe we say, we're going to go towards that fear. Maybe I need to take a speaking course. Maybe I need to get a little bit more comfortable with, what is it? Am, am I embarrassed that I'm embarrassing myself mm-hmm. or whatever the case is? We need to get to the root of that problem. We need to go towards it. Do we need to speak, uh, seek out small public speaking opportunities? Um, Absolutely. You know, if you're into poetry on the side, do you need to just get up at your coffee shop one day and be like, I'm going to say a poem or whatever it is that you can do to start working this through your life to get to the root of it? Another example of me, someone who's afraid of going back to the gym, right? Because they want to work on their body. They don't want to be a beginner. They don't want to go in there and look silly. Um, You know, they don't have their workout regimen together. They're just walking around trying things. Be okay with being a beginner. There's no problem with not having it all together at that time just one day at a time you go and you learn somebody may come up to you and be like hey you know your form is a little jacked up let me help you with that we say okay thank you not I can't go back to that gym I'm embarrassed (laughs) you know I mean that would turn somebody off if somebody was like hey I think you're you know not doing this move correctly can I show you how I do it why can't we just be like oh my god thank you let me add that to my pocketbook we don't always have to be an expert at everything that we do. So the sooner we get comfortable with being like, I'm a beginner here, I'm new. Can you help me? Or let me go to YouTube. Let me look on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, that workout did not work out for me. Let me try again. I feel like the better you get over time. One thing that I'm struggling with right now, I have, I'm differently abled. We've been talking about our differently abled selves. Um, you know that I struggle with possibly being autistic, but on that spectrum of um, having a speech disorder. I'm doing this podcast. I think about my speech disorder every single day, but that doesn't stop me from going and following my dreams. I'm in the process of learning a new language. I'm trying to fully immerse myself in the language of Spanish, and I cannot roll my R's. And I have been beating myself up about it, but so what? Somebody will understand me. I don't have to have it all perfect. As long as I can go to Mexico or Spain or wherever Costa Rica and communicate, I'm unlocking a new life for myself. Regardless Mm. of what's holding me back, you know? So do it. Do it without fear. That's it. (laughs) Do it without fear. Um, One thing I wanted to say 
um, about this actually comes from this article and it reminded me of you when I was uh, reading this. So I want to read this to you and I know okay. you're already going to be like, yes. So again, with if you want to play it big, you have to learn to level up and leveling up entails risk. It requires that you stretch beyond what you think you are capable of. It means shoving yourself right up against the very outer limits of your comfort zone and then taking one more step. If you are not putting something at risk, you are playing it small. And putting something at risk means opening yourself to the possibility of loss, harm, or danger. So this is how we do it. It's the confidence. Yep. It's leveling up. It's the risk. It's all of the things that are scary and do it. My mind is blown. With that being said, yes, yes, yes. Let me ask you my next question because, ma'am, how can individuals strike a balance between calculated risk and avoiding reckless behavior when trying to play bigger? Mm, Okay. I feel like, this is like everyone knows their their self, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it's a risk that you know that you're willing to take, so like let's say for instance it's a it's a new job, it's a new job opportunity, and what's holding you back is the fear of you losing, you know, like the comfort that you have now with your job. You're so comfortable at your job, you know, you know everybody, you get to do whatever you need to do, but the possibility of you going going to this next job is being the new person. Mm -hmm. Um, But the benefit of it is more money, more of an income, more uh, comfortability with your spending, um, being able to travel more. I think that would be like a calculated risk. Um, What did you call the other one? Uh, Um, Calculated risk or um, in avoiding reckless behavior. Reckless behavior. Sorry. Go ahead. You're right on point. Oh, okay. Sorry. So reckless behavior would be not necessarily creating a backup plan for yourself. I think that's really all it is. Like you could take risks, but still have a, another plan behind it. And if you don't have that, I feel like, yeah, that's where it gets a little bit reckless. So it would be, you know what? I, I'm done with this job. I'm about to quit. And we'll see whatever happens, but you're not actively trying to like look for other things, right. but you don't have any type of like savings behind you or at least another person with you <laughs> right. helping you out financially. I feel like that's a risk that you should probably think twice about. You, you stole the words right out of my mouth because that was going to be my perfect example of what a calculated risk is versus being reckless. And I have nothing else to add about the whole planning part. What I will say to that question would be also intuition. This yes. may not be for everybody, but I, I want everyone to have that experience of having this inner guide, this inner knowing, because it's it's our superpower. Yes, It's our gift from source, right? So trusting that your intuition has never led you wrong. Mm-hmm. And if something is not right, if something is amiss, then you need to honor that and say, you know, this job may not be right for me. It may be time for me to start putting in applications. Right now, my intuition is calling me to sit with myself, not rush back into a job. A lot of people will be like, ooh, that's risky. 
But that's mm-hmm. my calculated risk, right? Because I know that in order for me to be the best version of myself and to get the best amount of money, I got some shit that I got to work on. Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. show up to these interviews in a, a level of confidence that I've never had before because I'm going after a bag I have never had before. Exactly. Right? That's where I am. And I don't care mm-hmm. if someone's like, you need a job right now. You have to get a job tomorrow. That's your thing. That is not where I am in my life. This is a risk for some people. When I say like, I'm after actively not looking for a job, I'm working on my resume. I'm working on taking courses to build my resume up, but I'm not actively putting in applications. Some people might think, whoa, are you crazy? You don't have a job right now. But how are we going to play if we're not taking some calculated risk? Yes. And that's when I said, like, you know yourself and you have to trust yourself. Intuition is that is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, make a list. If you like you just said, yeah, you're not actively looking for a job, but you're doing things to put you at the forefront of that job. So when you do apply, they're going to be running your resume through that scanner and be like, okay, she has this. She has this. Okay. This I didn't even know we needed, but she has that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's those things you set yourself up for success, not just like I'm gonna let whatever I'm gonna let it just be. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, whatever mm-hmm. is whatever happens. If you don't have something backing you for that, then I wouldn't take that risk. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't. Right. But I think that, um, like you know, we were talking about earlier. Too many people operate out of fear. And they're like, well, I can't, you know, what if I do end up in this new job and I hate it, then go to another job. Sometimes people feel like they're so stuck. It's okay. You get into the new job and you know what? It wasn't what you were, you, what you had before. Apply again, go somewhere else. We can move on. We can pivot. You, you don't have, you're not stuck. And I feel like a lot of people think that they're stuck in, you know, that, that opportunity. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Let me see. You're right here with me, girl, because once I got the news that I was being like, oh, oh my God, I got to get a job. People were in my ear buzzing, buzzing, telling me what I would do, projecting their own shit. Mm-hmm. If they lost mm-hmm. their job, I would be, that's you, ma'am. Let me tell you something. How many people in your life do you know that have a job? A lot. A I'm lot. sure. I'm sure most, <laughs> I, I think everyone that you probably know has a job. I think it's more rare to find someone who's unemployed than right. it is to find someone who is employed all the people that are driving them cars on the highway while you're commuting to work are what commuting to work too there are opportunities out there okay so you cannot put yourself in the mindset of lack oh mm-hmm. there's nothing else oh this is the best as it's gonna get oh i'm you know i'm comfortable here if i leave because then you're telling yourself that hey there's not a world of abundance right that this is all that is afforded to me at this time, then we take away from our opportunities to grow. That's the game that Mm -hmm. when we talk about the conspiracy theorists and whoever is coming up with the game, that's the game that they want you to play. That's the hamster wheel of it all. Being free is being like, okay, you're not acting right. Thank you for the experience. I've been here for two years. I deserve maybe three more dollars now. Let me go ahead and put my applications in and level up out of this bitch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. And maybe I risk, you know, not having the hours that I want, but I'm, I have unlimited PTO now and I'm seeing the fucking world, whoever, Mm -hmm. whatever. There may be um, a sacrifice. I'm not going to sit up here and say everything is going to come easy. Right. There may be a change that may have to happen, but for what to gain what 
what are you really coming into? Are you okay yeah. with being uncomfortable? Are you okay with eating shit for a little bit? Are you mm-hmm. okay with not having it all right yeah. now and, and pouring into yourself to get what you want? Right now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't wanna be in America. I don't. That doesn't mean that I just get to pack up and move to Mexico right now. There's a lot of things that I have to work through. I got to eat shit. I got to get another job in this bitch. I got to be here for at least another two years. I got to learn this language, right? I'm just using myself as an example because that's all I can use. But we eat shit for a while to get what we actually want. Am I making any sense? Oh, you're making a lot of sense. And I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about all the people that are like, well, you know, how's Shay been able to do this? Because I'm okay with being uncomfortable for a little while because I never stop making a plan. Mm-hmm. When you stop making a plan, you stay stagnant. For sure. Okay, I that's fine. Like I've had to suck it up and live in places and with people that were very detrimental to my mental health. But I knew, <laughs> I knew that it was going to get better. And I had a plan for myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stack. I'm going to do what I need to do. And then in, and in a year's time, I'm not going to be here. And a lot of people don't know that because they've been, the world has just been handed to them. You got this here, here. They've always had their hand out and people have always filled their hands. When you have to be the only person filling your motherfucking hand, you go make a plan. I'm sorry. Like you, you can see, you can like look from the outside and be like, this is all, this shit right here is all temporary. And like, I've just always been comfortable with having that mindset. So when I have people come around me and they're just so like negative and like, oh, the world is whatever. And this is never going to change. And I'm just like, oh boy, if only you know, this shit right here is so small. It is so small. I literally, I, I feel like when people start getting negative and it's like over dumb shit, I'd be like, I got to I go. Tune like, you I, out. I have to tune you out. I have to walk away. Like I, I literally do. Okay, it's, it's sorry. Forty laws of power. I know you have not dusted the the, the fucking dust <laughs> off that book. There is a law in there. I wish I had the book on me right now, but it's um avoid the unhappy and the unlucky because they could be poisonous. Okay, I don't yes. want you don't need anyone infiltrating this. You could be in the middle of a pile of shit, Shay. You could be in the middle of a pile of shit and be like, ooh. When I get up out of here, out of this pile of shit, I'm going to get in it. I'm going to go up, okay? That's the mindset you should have. I'm in a pile of shit right now. My dog's health is, I'm not dog. My cat's health is not good. I'm unemployed. I have all these things going on. But you best believe I'm like, there will be a a better day. And when that better day come, I'm going to bask in it so hard because I got myself up out of this pile of shit. And I'm doing it with a smile on my face. Maybe not 24-7, but I'm confident and I'm okay that the pile of shit will not be a pile of shit for that long, right? For example, when I was living in Victorville, I know I keep using me. That's all I got. I was living in Victorville. Two-bedroom apartment. It was cool. It was nice. It was spacious. We had everything. Um, I was bored as fuck. And I was like, I don't want to live in this city no more, right? right? The risk was stay up there, be comfortable, pay cheap rent. You know, you could, you have all your needs met and be stagnant. Or you could say, fuck it. We're packing up and we're moving to a shithole apartment in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. My first apartment out here was a, a rat trap, uh, straight out. We were living in squalor. That's how I felt. 
but it was affordable. I was by the beach and I was like, I'm in a new town. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I followed Mm -hmm. my gut and I was in a pile of shit when I got here. This is straight out a pile of dog shit. Okay. I had the worst apartment in town. That's how I felt. But guess what? I'm living in a beautiful apartment for a little, a little bit more than I was paying in that dog shit Mm -hmm. ass apartment in a city because I followed my fucking gut period. Yeah. In the discussion. That's Hello. how it works out for you. Am I wrong? Hold on. Talk to me. First of all, picked up, moved to fucking New York across country with no job. <laughs> with no motherfucking job. Stayed with my cousin. Then moved to a goddamn roach motel. Working the job that I'm working now, working remotely so I can move and go wherever the fuck I want to. But had I not made that risk, where would I have been? Where still probably you? serving full time, still not living up to my potential. No New York under your belt. No New York, no none of those experiences under my belt. Bitch, I can go to New York by myself today. Correct. And be good. Okay. Fine. So okay. can we, when I just be say for be, be fucking for real, Shay. Like we are we are not, we're not above this. We are no. we've lived it. We're living it yes. currently. Yes. And do you look back and say, I regret, I regret it? No, not one. I do not. All the shit that I went through out there, I do not regret anything because it put me in a position of where I'm at today. And I feel like I learned so much about myself. Like I always knew that I was a, I can do type of person or I'm a Mm -hmm. figure it out type of person. But when you're really by yourself, as I was by myself. You learn so much. You learn so much about, and like back to what you so said. That's you, solitude. That's that solitude. solitude. You have to really get away from the naysayers. You got to get away from anyone that's just like, yeah, this is okay. But anyone, anyone that's like that, or anyone that's truly not happy for you, or anyone that's so comfortable in you being in discomfort, but it's comfortable for them, you got to get away from that. You have to listen. You have to trust your own intuition and be like, I'm going to do this for me. Because I had an opportunity to go to DC with my best friend, but that was, that's, my intuition wasn't telling me to go there. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know nothing about where I'm going to go. I've been there twice, once when I was a kid and once a few years ago visiting, but I know nothing about living here. I know nothing about the train system, but I figured it out. You have to always continue to figure it out. Once you stop trying to figure shit out, once you stop trying to make a plan, that's when all this risky shit, it's not worth it. It, it does like you, if you can't see, you know, where you're going to be in the next whatever year or, or like even have that faith, like I'm trying to be better than the person that I was last week, last month, right, last what's year. What's the goal? What's right? the goal? We, we got to move with a goal and an intention. Yes. That's the intention. Everything else will, will, will make fall in place. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got to have the original intention to be like, hmm, you can't. I mean, you could. Some people live their life like that. I, I personally am terrified of being homeless. I'm going to be real with you. Same. I, right. Same. So there's some people who are like, I don't give a fuck. I could live on the beach. I'm straight. I'm good. Not so me. Their, their risk could be a little bit different than what ours are. I got to know I got a house to go to. That's all mm-hmm. I really care about. Everything else after that will fall into place. It'll work. It'll it will work. work. I have that. I'm so happy you said that because I feel like people look at me crazy when I say my biggest fear is to be homeless. I don't even like saying that out loud because, you know, words attract. But 
That is. And I feel like as long as my goal is to never be homeless, I am never going to be homeless. Period. I'm going to make it work. I don't I don't care if I have to serve for the rest of my life. I bet you I will have a house over my a roof over my head. Like that, and that that right there is the that is the driving force for me behind is is uh, fear than homelessness because it is a very real thing and I don't I don't want to take away from our brothers and sisters who are literally living on the streets right against their will there are some people out there who are like I I don't want to be out here I mm-hmm. was put into a space where my life just kind of fell into this slump and now here I am right and we get some of our best. Um, artists and storytellers and people who have hit rock bottom like that creating life from those experiences jk rowling who i have problems with but we'll use her as an example tyler perry um people have lived in their car and made it out of nothing i don't want that experience for myself personally that's just not where i'm willing to go so yes as long as that is not the goal everything else for me is i'm going to live abroad I'm claiming yeah. it. There will be a day where we're doing this podcast and I'm like, I am recording from wherever. That's not the U.S. I want to leave America. People might think that's crazy. I have been told that is not really safe or you should not do that. That's your shit. That yeah. has nothing to do with me wanting to live abroad for a couple years. And I'm going how to do go. you know? How do you, how do you know? know? Have you lived? Have you lived abroad? Because I'm not taking advice from anyone that hasn't done it. How do you have you lived outside of your your hometown? Correct. Your home state. And what is my goal is not your goal. My story Mm -hmm. is not for you. Be okay with people being like, I don't support that. Okay. You don't have to. Right. You don't know what I have. I have something planned for my life. You ever sit down and be like, these people have no clue what I'm capable of. That energy when you're like, I'm up against the wall and somebody is not believing in me. Utilize that, transmute that into motivation for yourself. Say, okay, you want to give me some energy? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you can't do that. Thank you. Let me take this to the gym. Oh, well, I don't support that goal. I think that that is really, um, you know, un- uncalculated and risky. And I think that you're not being logical. Thank you. Let me take that and go make a painting. Because if you don't think I can be a painter and live off my wage as an artist, thank you for that energy. Now I'm pissed. Let me go ahead and take mm-hmm. that to the canvas. You got to start figuring out what your thing is. Taking this negative energy that people want to give you, utilizing it and saying, "Ooh, either way, that's energy for my battery. I may not like the way it tastes or smell, but thank you. I will take mm-hmm. it and apply it to my life in a way that is healthy for me to reach my goals. Um, that is transmutation. That's how we keep it going. It's it's all energy. Okay, so you start snatching folks energy. If they want to give you bad energy, take that shit. I'm getting all hyped. Let me come. No, it's okay. Um, (laughs) Because I feel like you're going to get a lot more people who are going to question how you do things, what you're doing, than you are for genuine, sincere support. Have you ever saw someone look at you and say, okay, that's good. And you're looking like this person has no belief in what I have Mm -hmm. going on. They're selling me Mm -hmm. a dream right now. Energy. Mm -hmm. I will take this bullshit energy and apply it to my goal. Thank you for putting that in the bank for me. Be fucking ruthless. Be ruthless. Be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Be fucking delusional. You know, y'all be on TikTok. Do it. <laughs> Dream as big as you fucking can. I don't give a fuck. Period. Right. I'm going to tell you how delusional I am. I'm going in, Shay. I'm sorry. 
I want to fucking serve plant medicine, help people die and read Oracle cards to somebody that is so crazy. They can't even understand that frequency of energy. They can't understand people getting paid off of psychedelic medicine. One day somebody was like, I want to smoke weed and make money smoking weed. People own cannabis shops now. They make millions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. Never thought that would be possible. Never thought that that would be possible. Julie, how you said, well, how do you fall in love with herbs? Julie owns a fucking shop and she is making money teaching about herbs and medicine. Somebody could have said, that's delusional. You need to get you a corporate job. You want to get out here and and have a a shop of plants? No one's going to buy into that. No one's going to invest into that. And look at her, happiest as she could fucking be. Fuck what people think. Fuck how people believe in your goal. It doesn't matter. Be as crazy and radical with your dreams as you want to be. And at least if you don't make it to the radical part, you make it right underneath it or right underneath that. You get closer and closer and closer. But I'm done with my rant. I'm sorry. (laughs) Very passionate about this. No, that's okay. Listen, our listeners are going to appreciate it because I feel like this message is for someone. It's for somebody. Part of it. Part of it is for us. Okay? okay, because this is this was confirmation, honestly, this for sure. But I wanted to ask and I know, you know, you kind of answered this already, but I, this is my last question. But do you believe plain and small is tied to trauma? Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. I, I could not not see it being related to trauma. I wish somebody could be like, no, it could be. I can't see outside of the trauma. Yeah. That's yeah. that's trauma from your parents, right? You ever mm-hmm. see somebody who's just like you just listening to what your parents is doing or saying. Exactly. You're not even thinking for yourself. That's trauma. And you never you were never given an opportunity where you could. Right. You never were were able to make your own decision. So it's right. it absolutely it's that fear, it's the insecurities, that low self-worth, all of that. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Somebody right now, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that, you know, playing it small is tied to trauma, but I also feel like for me, playing it big is because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to deal with what I had to deal with or what I, what I experienced as a, as a kid, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I refuse. And that has always been my motivating factor. I'm not going back to what I once had or what I once dealt with. I'm always going to go for bigger. Yeah, I don't know how exactly I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna keep with the plan. And you know, those fears and those insecurities have held me back for far too long. That low self worth has helped me back from far too long. I'm not dealing with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna deal with it, and we gonna we gonna learn as we grow. But we're not gonna stop our growth just because we're trying to deal with that trauma. Uh, my question to you is: um, Is there kind of like a baseline that you could? I have an answer to this, but I want to see if you if you can get my drip. Is there a baseline that you can rely on that's like, if I do this from a space of this, I could never go wrong? Not with your intuition, but like, let's say you play it big. Hear me out. I'm going to have to answer my own question. You say you play it big. You're like, okay, I'm going to bet all my money on this cryptocurrency, right? A lot of people do that. But we don't do it from a place of love, right? It could be I want to take care of my family, but I would put my family in jeopardy to possibly take care of them better. And then we could lose everything, right? But if you Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do this from a place of love, I really want to take care of my family and protect my family. You know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work two jobs and I'm going to make my way up to be manager or whatever the case is. 
I, I'm trying to make it make sense, but I feel like when you do things from a place of love, you could never go wrong, right? And not necessarily love of self, but love of others. Like mm-hmm. some people will beg, borrow, and steal, right? Because they love their, their family, family so much, mm-hmm. but they don't care about the people that they're stealing from, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at all parties and you show up and you say, I'm doing this with love for myself, for my family, and for everyone else who's involved with me, who I interact with, how could you ever do it? How could you ever be wrong? Am I making any sense? How can big yeah. risks be wrong? Am I wrong with yeah. that? No, I don't think that you're wrong. I feel like, um, as you're saying, like when you, if you don't do it from a place of love and like though your intentions, and I'm just talking about for the people that their intentions were right. My intentions were to get my family about the mud and to get myself, but mostly them because, you know, whatever you experience. But there's also karma attached to that. So I feel like when you when you don't do it right, it is going it's going to come at a price. And I feel like for me personally, though I I may not have thought it at thought of it as doing it out of a place for love, out of a place of love, but I think that's definitely the motivating factor. Like I'm trying to make sure that my future family doesn't have to deal with what I've had to deal with. And I've seen too much crime, I've seen too much karmic debt that has needed to be repaid off. And I'm trying to make sure that I am very straight laced in everything that I do because I have to be an example for the future. And even if it's not for my future children, it's for my nieces, it's for my nephews, it's for all the people that are rooting for me. It's it's for all the people that believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I owe it to them to be better than who I was. Mm -hmm. So I think I understand what you're saying, but I, I feel like yeah, no, that's no, what no, you you get it. You get it. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like I'm going to end there because this is um, I don't have any more questions. But yeah, when we do things from a place of love and love of all parties involved. Correct. That karmic debt is not going to be a high price. Right. You're not going to have to be like, well, I could get this money now, but I might go to jail later. Like that's mm-hmm. karmic debt. Right. Versus you kind of doing it straight and narrow following your dreams wholeheartedly, trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, doing it fearlessly from love, you could never go wrong. Take okay. risk of love. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Take risk mm. of love. Yeah. Unless your dream is to just be the head honcho. <laughs> right. Head drug lord. <laughs> Maybe this isn't for you, but you know. <laughs> Maybe this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> but. Yeah. I would also say like another thing about like playing it small is the comparison too. So I, I, I want to, I want people to understand like we live in an age where it's, there's a lot of people pretending to be something that they're not. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And the, and the last thing I want to say is to play it big. And this is, this is a quote from the article that I've been reading off of, but playing it big means we're willing to experience short-term discomfort risks and uncertainty in the service of what we truly want to feel alive, to experience greater love and connection with others, to feel a deep sense of peace and to live with greater freedom. Playing it big also means our actions are motivated by what brings us true fulfillment and deep satisfaction. It is slower, focused, and more deliberate. Whether we play small or big means nothing, has nothing to do with the size of our accomplishments of with, or with external objective measurements. It's more about the underlying beliefs and assumptions that are driving our actions. So whatever people have going on out there, 
leave it. Stop the comparison. Just do what's right for you. What's going to give you true fulfillment? What is going to make this life worth it? When you are on your deathbed at whatever age, let's say 80, are you going to look back at your life and be like, ah, I did too much comparison. I did too much of living in my head. I did too much of what other people wanted to do or wanted me to do and not enough of what I wanted for myself. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. What this life is really about being the best version of you. So that's it. That's all I want to say. A beautiful way to end this freaking episode. This is a good episode. I'm saying it now. Mm -hmm. It was so good. And that article was phenomenal. And it just kind of aligned so well with like our natural thought process. And thank you for finding that beautiful article. That was amazing. Amazing. I will link it. I will send it to you and link it. Perfect. Well, y'all, that was our episode on playing it small. You know, we got to get into our last segment of the day, which is Hot Jam of the Week, where we give you our current favorite jams. Shay, what's your jam? Okay. So because, you know, the theme was playing it small and I feel like uh, a lot of our listeners needed a little boost. I'm going to play Victoria Monet's new song, which is I Look Good. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's On My Mama. Victoria Monet on my mama. When they say she get it from her mama, I'ma say you fuck her right. Body boot is unpolite. Don't be in a humble type. Tell me, is you down? Cause I'm trying to go up tonight. Hoes and hoochies left and right. I just wanna live in a fantasy. I think we deserve it right. Top of the memories I've ever made in my life. Permanent Okay, Paul, yep. saving now. Um, this is going on my, I have a I have a playlist called My High Priestess. And it's all about like words that are affirming like for the bitches that want to mm-hmm. get their spirituality in mind right. When you need a boost of just other women who are pumping you up with positive energy. Thank you. Fire. 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 Please link that playlist as well. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I will be checking that out. <laughs> Yes, that is so fucking good. I love affirming music. Okay. Mm-hmm. My song is an old school jam from Mac Miller. Um, my fiance put me on. We was driving in the car and I said, wait, wait, hold up. Put that on the wedding playlist because, yes, this is our vibe. I just feel like, you know, this is like me and Sadell's love. Like, I, I just love it. I love it. Okay. It's called, oh, Mac Miller, We. Featuring CeeLo Green. Okay, well, you could be my.
Write my wrongs too well. I tried to call you, have us a discussion. We never talk, we always way too busy fucking. I think of something to say, I always do. I'm in love with the way that you say my name every time it sounds brand new. And you always wondering what we'll be. I say we sound better than you or me. Baby, you could be my. I'm about to put that on. I'm about to put that on um, uh, me and Jay's playlist because I love that. This reminds me of like late night, maybe a little car session, food driving, smoke a little something, you know. You got the vibe. Chilling and vibing. You know, like, you know, when you hear a song and it automatically sets the tone, sets the mood for you, right? That's that. I love that. You can be my boo. Okay. (laughs) I love when he's like, and we sound better than you and me because you could be mine. Love See, when we talk about just like wedding music for me, I don't know about the other brides. First off, hello, shout out Lo. She is getting married <laughs> this week as this episode is dropping. Congratulations. We got a sound bite this for her. Girl, you about to be the baddest, flyest, freshest bride I've ever seen in my life. You gonna hello. hold it down on the aisle. Cause you know what? I would say I do if your man didn't already. <laughs> Congratulations, my love, for for real. Shout out low, shout out low. Um, <laughs> but no, when it comes to like wedding music for me, I don't need the whole like orchestra type of vibe. I want music that makes me think of my partner. And that I is some that. shit. We psh, I don't know when I'm walking out of the aisle too, once we say I do, but shit, that would be a song that I would be like, run that mm-hmm. Mac Miller We featuring CeeLo Green. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> I know it. I love that because I, I just being a part of like all the weddings that's been happening in the last three years. I feel like music has been like the biggest thing. And it's so hard to find one, a DJ that, you know, a venue will allow two someone that's going to play the music you want to hear and listen to you when you say, don't play this shit at my wedding. And I love what you said. It should be very much. Oh, I'm so sorry. It should be very much like you and me. Like, what do we want to hear? Like, everyone else is just witnessing our love. They are spectators, okay? Right. Top to bottom, this should just be about me and you. If it, it doesn't have to be the traditional, like, wedding songs, like, you know, wifey, let's get married. Like, unless that's what you like. That's what you like, But it should, yeah. it should really be like, hey, this is a collection of songs that me and my man like. And though they may not be traditional wedding songs. They're ours. This, this isn't a traditional marriage. So it, it fits. fits. Okay, look, if you offended at my wedding, that's your problem. I'm so sorry. I love my um, in-laws. I love my family. Um, a lot of them are, you know, people of the cloth, which is no judgment. But that is not going to stop me from having a little cussing, a little fucking in my music. Um, <laughs> he even said it. He was like, we sound better fucking than we do arguing. 
<laughs> Grandpa Joe, I if love you that. can't get with it, then you can get lost. I love you, but the music is our that's this is our soundtrack to our love. Hello. Hello. They're just gonna have to deal with it. Oh my gosh, you just make me think about my prudish ass family. Cause they're oh, gonna be like, look, they're yeah. gonna have to deal with it. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna get on the mic and be like, oh, we've we've made some beautiful love to some of these songs that y'all listening to. We've cried to some of these songs that y'all are listening to. We have absolutely danced to some of these songs that y'all are listening to. We have curated, handpicked the dj gonna be sick of me because i'm gonna be like i'm gonna need you to to stop it at 38 seconds and then i need you to spin it into this next jam over here i'm gonna remind the dj dead ass to be like these songs were hand selected by your bride and groom i need that running on a stream every hour don't come up in here asking for no request these songs were hand selected Mm-mm. by your Mm-mm. bride and they groom. should have a sign <laughs> sign that says bride and groom will not accept any requests no no period because mm -mm. one thing low said is there will not be any cupid shuffle there will not be any cha-cha sliding at her and i said thank you because i cannot stand i don't want to hear a wobble i don't want to hear none of them you're not no no, we're not doing that that. (laughs) we're not doing i love her for that we're not if you want create get married yourself and have those things but do not come requesting stuff no 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 be nothing here for you i'm so sorry every single thing that brides do should be hand curated for them and their man you are experiencing this is a one time y'all get to step into our hearts period this is a this is a backstage pass to the most intimate part of somebody's life enjoy it with fullness in your heart and appreciation for the couple that has put on the show for you enjoy it mm, okay i love that mm-hmm. i love that on um, that is it that's it of this week <laughs> i hope y'all enjoyed as much as we have this has been a really great episode shout out to us shout out to anyone that is out there playing it small shout out to those of you that are playing it big now it's going to change. Things are going to change. Things are going to be in motion. And we just want to send out love to you. And lastly, we want to send out love to Lo and Alex. Congratulations. And we cannot wait to see all the pictures and all the excitement of your very special day. With that said, that's our show. Bye.